stormy weather since my man and I, me and my daddy, ain't together. Me and my daddy ain't together. Well, that was Sarah for you guys (laughs) (laughs) doing our lovely intro, second intro song. We've begun. We've begun the podcast. We've returned. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're so back. New semester. New semester. It's been like New a year. month since yeah. we released a podcast episode. It has mm-hmm. been a month. Yeah. Michael Michael's like, know. I don't know. Wow. Michael, I'm Michael doesn't watch fan. the podcast. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> no. You are a fake fan. Don't You're worry. So I'll start. Fake. I'll start. Um, today on the po- <laughs> so um so no. Sarah chooses this moment to pick up a creepy to start cleaning her <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> She's like, let me crinkle this paper yeah. real quick. Sprinkling time. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Sarah, on the podcast. Don't pee your pants. <laughs> Go to the bathroom <laughs> if you need to pee your pants. <laughs> okay. Well, as we as we settle in with the sounds of Sarah cleaning the room, this <laughs> clearly she's not gonna stop. Um, it's over. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? <laughs> We're all back. We're all back. Um, We're so back. Today we have Michael. Hi. Michael on Hi. the pod. Michael. Michael, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, yeah, my name's Michael. I'm friends with both of you guys, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Are we friends? I don't know I don't a single know. person in this room. <laughs> yeah, they actually like abducted me on the side of the street. <laughs> I don't know a single yeah, person. Yeah, I don't in like this who room. who are you? You're guys? like, we need a guest for our podcast. You. Okay. We just knock on a random door. How much do you know about Nazis? <laughs> oh Lord. Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Enough. Enough to get by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not serious. Not serious? What oh. What do you study, Eichel? Well, I'm a stinky, stinky STEM major. Oh. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm a biology major with a concentration in neurobiology. But soon yeah. to be film major. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. You like, know, I took one I intro film class and I'm basically a film major. Yeah, you created video essays. Exactly. Like you're literally a film major. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm like just a gift to the world of video essays. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. you have you have the the prerequisites to be on this podcast. Yeah, you do have the prereqs. Do, yeah. do I? You have the prereqs, yeah. A singular film video class? Essay, oh, okay. Film class. You've seen the movie. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. You don't, however, know what in your pocket means. I don't. Which is the title of our podcast. I know. It's, up. it's really I'm sorry. Up. I'm a fake fan. It's fucked up. Naja, do you want to explain what in your pocket is? Okay. Um, I always explain this differently. It's in <laughs> essence, just like, you know, it can mean many things. Who who are you obsessed with as of late? What are you obsessed with? It originated because one time on Lena's private story, she posted something along the lines of that she wanted Kate Blanchett to be in her pocket gnawing and clawing to get out. Oh, yeah, so, of course. You, you know, know, like when you when you like desire slash like feel some strongly about someone, you just want to keep mm-hmm. them on you. Yeah, just in, in the pocket. In Interesting. The pocket. Sometimes yeah. trapped. 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 Okay. Yeah. Trapped but ideally. we've moved. We've gone a little avant-garde. I experimental. get, you know, I've put items in my pocket i ideas, ideas concepts something abstract queer marxist theory i see yeah i don't think okay. we've done that but that would be that'd something be a good one yeah 
So it can really be whatever your heart desires. Huh. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. think of anything that I put in my okay. pocket right well, now. Well, Naja, you can go first. Okay. And then while we, while we, while we explain our, our pocket people or things. Yeah. I'm not going to really give an explanation because mentally I don't want to. Real. But oh, it's, I know what you're it's about my to say. dog who passed away a week ago. Yeah. So I love him. Yeah. That's it. That's R.I.P. R.I.P. King. Met him Speedy. once. What a king. He was a prince. He was a prince. A prince. That's all that needs to be said. Exactly. Um, in my pocket, I had something and then I forgot it. She fell out or it fell out. <laughs> it fell out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. In my pocket this week is the coveted gold-wrapped Havana al Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everyone in the room just moaned. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because listener. <laughs> listener. <laughs> listeners. These are the be- I don't okay, let me explain what an alfajor is. An alfajor is like it's a I don't know where it originates, but it's like a popular Argentinian Chilean little dessert cookie thing. So it's like two galletas, two cookies with Mancar slash dulce leche inside, covered in chocolate. And it's so good. It's like, um, I think Mia described it as like a whoopie pie, but good. That's crazy. <laughs> Google says it probably originated in the Middle East, but Spain, southern Spain. Oh, you know what? You That's know. so true because yeah. it's al. And all of, I learned about this when I was in like the south of Spain because all the fucking words in Spanish that start with al are like come from that like yeah, south Spain, of Spain as far region. as the eighth century when the Moors occupied the Iberian Peninsula. That makes the so Spanish much version sense. of the Alfajor then made its way to South America in the sixteenth century with the Spanish with the yeah. invasion of the Spanish colonizers. Yeah. Well, thank God for colonization. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. True. <laughs> no, it's giving that tweet the other day. Absolutely not. Alfajors are so good, and the best <laughs> ones are the Havana ones from Argentina. They stopped selling them in Chile, so I couldn't get them last year. And the Chilean ones, the ratios are all wrong. And so I saw that there was I was in Madrid, and I saw that there was a Havana store in madrid and i made mia walk an hour and a half to go buy a 12 pack that's crazy stuffed it in my suitcase brought <laughs> it back to get that perfect ratio and awesome. the gold wraps are the best we put the whore in alpha whore exactly <laughs> yeah or beta beta whore as True. sarah once said yeah are you an alpha whore or a beta, a beta whore, whore. Or a sigma whore. Sigma whore. Please, no. <laughs> There's so many things you can do with this. So Sarah's flipping through a magazine. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Sarah's like collaging. Yeah, are you making a collage? Perchance. <laughs> so if you hear paper in the Rustling background. in the background. I'm just going to, I'm just explaining it. It's okay. Like you can keep going. I'm just explaining that that's like what's happening. Yeah. Can I have multiple things in my pocket at once? Yeah. In theory. I, f- I feel like there's two things that come to mind okay. when I'm thinking about okay. Pocket. I'm thinking about Mitch, and I'm thinking about new roommate oh. Seamus. <gasps> I'm like, True. Wait, this, well, is, this is good. This yeah. Is good. yeah, but like yeah. More along the lines of, like, I want to see what it'd be like if they interacted, because I feel like they're such polar opposites. You know? Mitch is like a dog who, like, 
always wants to do something and has like somewhere to go. And Seamus O'Brien. Seamus O'Brien <laughs> spends 18 hours a day on his computer or phone and falls asleep at nine o'clock. Uh, this like, is fabulous. For the listeners. <laughs> this is fabulous. <laughs> For the listeners. Seamus O'Brien is Michael's replacement roommate. Yeah, because, because my my pookie bear, Mitchell Hartman, decided to abandon me to Australia. So he's right, basically dead. Abroad. Like yeah. most of like many people's um, bears. that we know. Yeah, many yeah. many pookie bears many are pookie across bears the are sea. Are across the seas. We're across the two seas. The two seas, yeah. Two oceans? There are lots of oceans. There are many oceans. Seven. Five. Five? <laughs> Seven continents. Atlantic. Seven con- can you name the oceans? But Pacific, Atlantic, Arctic. Arctic? Mm-hmm. Indian. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-oh. What's the last one? That's a That's sea. That's a sea, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you There's were like so confident. Mediterranean? Like, Mediterranean? Mediterranean? <laughs> I'm serious. What, yeah, what are the seas? The five oceans. Five Do oceans? you know them? Do you I know don't them? know the fifth one. Oh, what? Mm. The fuck? The Southern Ocean. Southern Ocean. That's fake news. Yeah. That's the, that like, the, the one that's on the Antarctic. Oh. So there's Arctic... Arctic, Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, and Southern. Hmm. Well, fun little third grade I was gonna geography say, a, a, lesson. A six-year-old could eat me up in that. Yeah. yeah. But who, I think Seamus O'Brien, to get back to your pocket, I think he's more pocketable than Mitch, honestly. I disagree. I think Mitch is such like a little little guy. You know, he gives off like such a baby girl energies that like, if you put him in your pocket, you just like put a little like piece of bread in your pocket as well, and he's just happy. But he would be too loud. He'd be making up. He would be yapping up a storm in there. Like, <laughs> perchance, guys, guys, have you seen this? I can't do like a Staten Island, but like, that was British. Yeah, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you made him sound like he's water, like water, water, <laughs> water, water. No, oh I think boy. Seamus O'Brien would just live a peaceful re- leprechaun little, like, life. I'd, I'd want to squish <laughs> Seamus. You just drop a gold coin in there once or twice. Gold coin? <laughs> That's what leprechauns like. <laughs> You're just profiling him because he's Irish. Yeah. Well, his name is Seamus O'Brien. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know if he's Irish. I haven't asked. Oh, you don't know if he's Irish? <laughs> like, 99% chance, yeah. But, like... Um, I would say he's Irish. His name sounds like a fucking, like, Harry Potter name. No, exactly. She- what is the, the Seamus guy? Seamus Finnegan. Seamus Finnegan. Me and my oh. Cho Chang representative. <gasps> True. Who oh, my God. That? Cho Did Chang. Did Seamus Finnegan date Cho Chang? Yes. No. Did they? They went to the ball together. No. Did they not? Cho Chang went with Hedrick. <gasps> Girl. Oh my god. None of Don't us know the Harry Potter lore. Dare. None of us know the Harry Potter Ron and Harry well. went with the twins, the Patel twins. Who <gasps> Yeah. Also, oh, I forgot. She's so racist for all of this. Literally. Who? Kingsley Shacklebolt, the only black character with Shacklebolt. the name Shacklebolt as a last name. <laughs> I forgot name. about that. Yes. Is this is J.K. Rowling? Well, JK she's Rowling. been canceled. Well, but we knew. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. been new. Yeah. Anyway. What are you doing? She's collaging. <laughs> She's just a girl. She's just a girl. She's cutting out inspo pics for her girly little outfits. <laughs> Let me see. What is this? Okay. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Back to the podcast. 
Um, we're like 10 minutes in and we haven't even started. Oh, this, this is, is like, normal. This no. is routine. Okay. Normally we get like 20 minutes yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, okay. We like, yap and we, we yap, yap and we yap, yap, yap and we yap. Well, it's been yeah. like a month. We need like a catch up. Like how was, how was your guys' breaks? Oh, the people need to know. It was fine. I watched a lot of movies and I, um, yep. And Sarah came to visit me. That was cool. We went ice skating, but loose, loosely. I didn't really go ice skating. I'm more oh, got I on the ice. Right. And... Um, dragged around. myself around the rink oh, one time. Well, now that we have two New Yorkers on the pod, I would like. I was talking to Sarah about this because Sarah told me about your ice skating experience. What? And I was like, is I thought it was like New Yorkers are innately good at ice skating, because I feel like um, you know, like the classic New York activity in the winter is like to go to that big park and ice skate. Right. <laughs> big park like Central Park oh, or no, but like Rockefeller Center. Yeah, right. Rockefeller. Park, right. Over there. And, and so Rockefeller. isn't that like that's like the New Yorker thing. So I feel like I just imagine all New Yorkers are like really good at ice skating. Well like that's like saying all New Yorkers go to like the Empire State Building. Yeah, it's a touristy like, no. thing to do. Oh. <laughs> it's I mean obviously like winter activities are like that's a big thing people do and it's really nice and really fun. But also like I always I went to like Rockefeller Center that whole area as a kid but like none of my parents can skate neither did i have skates and they it was just like it's just something we just never did right 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 that i was sense. in the area but i was never on the area. some people are skating their whole lives it really just depends on mm. who yeah. and who michael isn't even a new yorker Michael's don't don't say that thing. don't say that to me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, I actually did have an ice skating phase when I was younger. See? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. not all New Yorkers. But yeah, not some, all New Yorkers. Some. But like my sister did like figure skating. Oh. And I was just like, that's kind of cool. It is awesome. Yeah. I was like, that's yeah, sick that's as hell. Like, yeah. And I was like five years old. So I was just like, I'm going to do everything she does. Right. So I tried to do figure skating for like a year or something like that. Then, like, once I got to the more complicated parts of figure skating, like, doing the actual moves, mm-hmm. <laughs> I realized I had like bought hockey skate. skates. Oh. So I didn't have, like, the teeth in the front. Yeah. So then that was, like, that was like the last draw. I was like, eh, whatever. I'm, like, not going to do this anymore. But I still know, like, the basics and, like, how to balance on ice. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, I think in, in my elementary school, I think in the fourth or fifth grade, I went ice skating. And that's probably the best I ever did. Probably because I was younger and, and like just didn't give, didn't gaff as much as my brain does now. Gaff. Mm. I went gaff. then, gaff. and then Give in my fuck. high school gaff. <laughs> in my New high lingo. school, just dropped by the we way. We had a rink because you know obviously it's private school, and so I I enrolled in an ice skating class, but only met like twice. I think I maybe went to one mm. class. I think I've been ice skating commu- like. In my life, four times. Right. Interesting. I see. My entire life, which is why I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I, the older I, mean, I get, the more anxious it makes me. <laughs> Real. Ice skating is such a good, like, date, though. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's so fun. Yeah. I wish I, I could it. do it. I just got there and it was like, <laughs> do you remember me on the roller skates? Yeah. That was oh, scarier for me than right. ice skating, but it was still bad. Yeah. yeah. You were terrified on the road yeah skates. like you've yeah. never seen me that frightened in my life you know especially for gay people it's like especially <laughs> a good date because like even if you're like you know two girlies or two guylies holding hands it doesn't matter because like every like there's girlies and guylies holding hands all throughout That's you know true. what i mean exactly it's like it's kind you of might not even be queer Marxist. Homophobia. Queer Marxist reading of the ice skating rink. An yeah. ice skating rink. Yeah. Yeah. Every relationship has someone who's 
decent enough to skate and someone who just like cannot skate. Yeah, the Sarah yeah. was decent enough to skate and I was not. Right. Can you skate? Lena? Oh, absolutely. Of course. The way you said that makes me think no. No, 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 no. Okay, guys, here's the lore. Right. So I like roller skate. Well, I, I went to I went to the skate nights in Arlington, Virginia at Thomas Jefferson Middle School. Of course. Every Saturday. And so I learned how to roller skate. And I feel like once you know how to roller skate, like rollerblade, yeah, you know like how to ice skate. Translatable so, knowledge. Um my ex we went to the ice skating rink and cause she uh, quote unquote played hockey. Quote unquote. And <laughs> she was like, I'll teach you how to ice skate. Oh, that X. That the most X, recent the one. The most recent one. <laughs> and um, I outskated her by Ooh. miles. Ooh. I was I was way faster, way more. I really want to learn. It looks so I'm fun. Yeah. And I was really hoping that I was like, okay, like you can do it. And I just could like I got on the and I was just like, I can't do this. It's like, like yeah, I mean, I get, like, the first, I think I got so much better after I, like, learned how to, like, roller skate. Yeah. Because mm. I went ice skating recently in um, in Valencia with my, uh, <laughs> you know, as you do. Yeah, as you do. <laughs> At, like, this huge packed roller skating rink, yeah, right? Yeah, no. Like, and there I were people, no one was ice skating, and I was weaving between all of them. I felt so cool because I could, like, control it. And that's fun. Yeah, like I need to learn yeah. in like an empty rink. Like I yeah, think also yeah, yeah. so many people being there. I thought it was gonna be emptier than it was, and it just wasn't. Yeah, like nausea. Just in DC, it's yes. also. Have a you thing. gone to the Yonkers ice skating rink? That's the exact one that we went to. Oh my! Oh my god! god. That's the one where I took rink. my ice skating lesson really? with my sister. Yeah. Omg! What that's is it called? Crazy. Like the fucking like memorial? there's there's something there's a name some shit I don't yeah. know but that's where you went to the Yonkers. Dude, yeah. oh my god, that was my yep. childhood. Wasn't mine, but that's so <laughs> funny. No, but that's lore inter lore connection. Yeah, lore like, connection. There's there's like in DC we have like the Capitals, right? Because they're like a a famous hockey team in the US, mm -hmm. and so the their ice rink is in Arlington, Ooh. and so a lot of people would go there. That was like a like a birthday thing that like most like yeah, there was a do. birthday being held. At that yeah, rink, mm. the, yeah, the day we went. Yeah, but I really want to do it. It's just I get there and I'm like, save me! I can't. Real. You remember how frightened I was on the roller skates? You were... <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> we, not, you, you didn't only Waking have to boots. hang on to one person. <laughs> you had to hang on to two people. And this was in the hallway of Warren Towers. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't. It freaks me out. I feel like I have no control over anything. It freaks me out. Like, sigh. I would much rather ice skate, though, than roller skate. What? But ice skating, when you fall, it hurts more. I disagree. I mean, I guess it gets it because it, it, it's like it's well, like not the, really because if I'm roller skating ice. in the streets, I can fall and scrape the fuck out of myself. Whereas mm -hmm. like ice skating is like it'll hurt, but like you won't cut it's yourself. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I have like, fallen ice skating before. It's fine. It's like, it's not even that I'm scared of like falling. Like that's whatever. It's just something about my lack of con I don't know. I feel like I can't mm. control what I'm doing. Probably because I don't know how to do it. Right. You know? There's like, something psychological there. Yeah. Definitely. Like, unwillingness <laughs> to give up control. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Perchance. <laughs> but I feel like okay. So rollerblading and like roller skating, it hurts more physically when you fall. But ice skating, it hurts more, like, emotionally because it's just so embarrassing. Yeah. And then, like, the sprawl to try and, like, get to back get back up, up. Yeah. that's embarrassing. To be fair, when yeah. I learned rollerblading, I learned it in, like, a huge middle school gym mm. with a rubber floor. Oh. So, like, when I fell, it did not hurt at all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. So you're a loser. Well, I learned in a safe environment. Me, and me, that's me, the me, best me. way to learn. Yeah, exactly. Sigh. Sigh. Wait, guys, I didn't mention our connection. What's yet. the connection? 
the way that we are all connected. Chase Kohler. Mr. Kohler. Oh, my God. Love him to death. We're seeing him him today. Oh, my God. Is Tina coming? No. She has something to do. Loser with friends and stuff. I hate that. Boring. Couldn't be me. Not enough time for Chase Kohler. Always have time for Chase Kohler. I have to to hunt him down. (laughs) Murder him a little bit. Oh. 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 Well, no, not today, <laughs> guys. He's going to be on this podcast. Him. God bless. Is he, he going to be on the podcast? No, he said he would. get permission. He said he it's, just has to ask permission from the school. It's not, what does that it's mean? It's not even school affiliated, and he's not our teacher. Yeah. And Anymore. we're adults. Yeah. Well, Two, we are adults. Three consenting adults <laughs> yeah. all he's talking not, about gay things. If he was still our teacher, I would understand, but he's yeah. not. <laughs> well, maybe it's just like the school, like... The school's like policy or some view policy. I don't know. Yeah. Boo. Anyway. Boo. Should we talk about the movie? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Maybe. Zone of interest. I saw it in December, so I need to. I saw it a while ago. Cook up a little bit, um, but I don't think I need to remember anything serious to discuss <laughs> what I have to discuss. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Lena saw it so long ago. We saw it so um, long ago. Hmm. Decades ago. Yeah. Um, when was it? Thursday? Friday. Friday. Thursday. Why? Why Thursday? I don't know. Wait, was it Friday? It was Friday because we saw all of us strangers on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Friday, mm. Friday. Yeah. We saw it Friday. Um, it was something. It, yeah. I was very excited because, well, obviously the Sandra Holder Mother. lore. Do, how do you feel about... We're going to do like an Oscar episode we have to oh, oh well yeah we have to do of like course. an oscar predictions thing but of like course. how do we how do we feel about her chances for anatomy of a fall for getting a nomination i, haven't I feel it. good i haven't watched anatomy honestly, of a fall honestly have to watch honestly it. I, so I don't feel horrible about her her uh, the chances of her getting like, one i'm I a think, little nervous i think there's there's a glimmer there's, there's a, a glimmer and the reason why not that i give that much of a fuck about the golden globes but it won a good amount of golden globes that not because of its um, I I it was years. Not because I don't think it's worthy mm-hmm. of winning them. I just didn't think it was going to win them. Right. And then it did. So I'm like, maybe it has more sauce than I thought it did. You I know? mean, it is the best movie of the year. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like people. It I don't is know. the best picture. It, it, it is. No, <laughs> I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. It's my favorite movie of the year. I'm just saying I didn't I didn't know if. You know, everyone felt, especially because France. I know you've seen the Taste of Things, and I haven't. So, and you like texted me that uh, yeah. you understood why they sent it. The Taste of Things but, was fabulous. Um, it was really good. Yeah, it's so. fa- it's much more French, I think, mm-hmm. than Anatomy. That's of true. Fall. Yeah. I mean, I Anatomy guess. of a uh, a fool. <laughs> a fool. <laughs> a fool. A um, fool. But I think I think she has a good chance. I would hope. I would hope. I would just hope. Yeah. If not, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. No, she's been. She's just killing it zone of interest though i was saying to michael i was a little um i i i wanted her to have more to do Mm. i think she had a lot to do but i wanted it to be about her yeah but like you went to the movie to see her so of course you're gonna feel that way yeah but it was still it was still good naja what are your well i need you guys to talk about it a bit more before i say what i have to say because i feel like it'll redirect okay 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 well Michael, what, were you, what was your initial reaction? Okay, so I went into the movie with, like, no expectations whatsoever because I had no idea. I'd never heard of the movie before. And then I asked <laughs> Lena, 
oh, what's the movie about? And she says, Nazis. And that's it. <laughs> so that's what, that's what I do to people, though. I bring them to Coolidge Corner. Yeah, Lena no brings <laughs> people to get traumatized with no yeah. fair warning whatsoever. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. So the film itself was like, it just felt unsettling the entire time. Because obviously, you know, World War II, the Holocaust, like there's obviously an insane thing going on. But it's never seen on the screen. Mm. So it just felt like I felt unsettled the entire time because I felt like it was going to be a sudden and rapid change to the horrors that we see. But it just never is portrayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's like because we just because I think the experience of watching it, I was a little jet lagged. <laughs> I was a little like. I don't know. Hadn't eaten much. Devout. We devoured the popcorn. Mm, so good. Th- they brought back the straw. Thank God, my Thank granny God. straw the queen granny mother. Straw. <laughs> she, like there's there's two. There's like this the silk one, the silky smooth one, and the granny. They're both present. But we got the granny. We got the lambs. We got the pop. Um, you mm. killed a medium. I killed a small. So good. Um, needed a medium though, TBA. Loki, I could have killed a large. <laughs> yeah, like, looking like, back, mm. you finished that before the five minutes of the movie. No, like, we're up. Yeah, I but did. um, and so watching it, I think it is a bit of a slower movie. It's European, <laughs> and yeah. so there were t- at times I was like a little like mm, falling asleep. But <laughs> that said, I think. The, the film in terms of capturing that sort of um, feeling of just complete, like, unease, anxiety, mm-hmm. without showing any of, like, the horrifying events mm-hmm. was really well done. Very, I think it um, did exactly what it aimed to do mm-hmm. in that sense. Because I, th- I, I mean, we talked about this cause, because, like, a lot of when when I took this like Nazi class, my my formative Nazi class, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, we talked a lot about like how it just like the completely new lifestyle that the Nazi regime created in terms of like normalizing the extermination of of Jews of the um the kind of active outdoor lifestyle of healthy living while all these atrocities were going on like oh this is just something we have to do to like achieve this life mm-hmm. and so i think the the movies following of just this family in this house right next to fucking Auschwitz-Birkenau was, uh, like, a perfect representation of that and, like, a perspective we don't see much mm. about the Holocaust. So I think it, it it definitely, like, captured that in a perfect way, in a way that it set out to do. Even though, plot-wise... A little bit of a snooze fest. A little bit of a snooze fest, gonna be honest, for yeah. my little American brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I, can, I can acknowledge that I think that's just due to years of being trained to mm-hmm. always be seeking plot action yeah. dialogue yeah of course mm-hmm. the music oh the, the scores music? oh the way that it opens very stanley kubrick-esque very stanley kubrick-esque exactly Ooh. exactly <laughs> good pull michael look at me with good my pull. intro film class. <laughs> yeah like the kind of like 
unnerving. It was almost um, like, is it, is it 1917 that has that? Um, oh, no, no, no. Not 1917. Naja, what's that movie? Which movie? The soundtrack. <gasps> um, Mother. Dun, dun, yeah, dun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. What is that movie called? I'm going to lose my mind. Don't. I got to get it. Don't say it. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't mm. tell me. Don't tell me. <sighs> oh, I know it. I'm going to scream. All quiet. All quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. All quiet. Oh. Yeah. It, like that. It was kind of that soundtrack a little mm. bit, but more creepy. Yeah. I think. I mean, the way it opens, the black screen, and then just the sound, the yeah. music. Oh, really sets very the tone. 2001. Very 2001. Yeah. Really sets the tone that this is going to be weird, experimental. Mm-hmm. Esoteric. Yeah. A24, always like, <laughs> there's something there. Yeah. I mean, and the. Nadja, I want to know what you think. Okay, what so was your experience I'm just like? Because I um, wasn't there. I saw what theater did I see it in? Um, I think I saw it in AMC Lincoln Center. I did. Um, I saw AMC Lincoln Center with Kim and Nevea, and I had no idea what it was about. Not a clue. You Literally, didn't know? no, not a clue. Not a clue. I knew Sandra Huller was in it, and I knew it looked pretty. Like mm. all the shows, I was like, this looks like it was well shot. Mm, it was very um, well shot. So, and I have so much to say. There's this whole article we can read, but we're not. There's too. It's too long. But um, like when you walked out of the theater, what were you thinking? When I walked out of the theater, I was um. I had given it like a three and a half, which felt wrong to me. But like, I also just didn't know what else to give it because I thought it was well done. Like, and I think me, Kim, and talked about it, it was like, fundamentally, nothing was wrong with it. Like, I couldn't, I felt like something was missing, but I mm. couldn't pinpoint what, I knew it was the plot. I was mm. like, because the whole movie, I was like, okay, so when is something going to, like, happen? Right. And then nothing really happened. And so I was like, I feel like something is missing that I don't know about, like, the point of the movie. So I went on Google, and I searched. And in essence, the director, who is not, he's an American man. Mm-hmm. He's a Jewish American man, Jonathan Glazer. He speaks no German. He, so he had people help him write it because he speaks no German. Um, he wanted to make, and you guys got this, but like he wanted to make a movie, obviously, about the Holocaust and about the zone of interest, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the area around Auschwitz, whatever. Um, that, you know, one, sound design very important because you hear a lot of horrors going on. You never see them. He never wanted you to see them. But he also, I have to find the exact quote, but he purposefully, like, didn't really want a plot. He felt like that mm. would take away from it he wanted it to literally be an uneasy movie where you're watching these people live this like wonderful beautiful lavish life right outside of the genocide of thousands and thousands of people so he didn't like he didn't feel that he wanted a movie that was plot driven or plot Mm. heavy which made sense now what really got me about this movie was there was no crew on this set he put 10 cameras around the house and had the cameras just kind of rolling what? And the actors would just kind of... There was a script, uh-huh. a general script, but the actors would just kind of go. He filmed it like a documentary, and he said he wanted it to be like an anthropolog- an anthropological whatever, mm-hmm. like, viewing of what was going on. Like, that's how he wanted it to be. And he was like, you know, he had a translator with him. Well, Sandra Huller and the guy who plays um, her husband, Plus, like, speak English, but yeah. he was like, they started improvising really fast mm-hmm. in German. He's an older German, so he was like, it became hard pretty quickly <laughs> to, yeah. like, kind of be off script like that. But he had, yeah, he had 10 cameras around the house. 
Um, oh, I had no idea. That's no crew. Crazy. So he just filmed it like. That's why a lot of scenes just feel like you're watching people just like. Just raw dogged it, basically. Live yeah. without any th- substance because that's kind of what he wanted it to mm-hmm. be. Like, wow. No, he, and I completely understand that vision. I think when we walked out of the movie theater, that's what we were talking about. Like, mm-hmm. it, it definitely achieved that sense of like. Yeah. It's just a slice of life of like, oh, happy little Nazi family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just showing like how these people lived, knowing so like consciously or subconsciously that there were people that were not people to them at that point. Mm-hmm. Of, like yeah. mm-hmm. dying, yeah. like being burned 30, 40 meters away from their living space. Yeah. But you know, th- fussing about in the garden. Yeah. Right. He said, I realized we were going to put ourselves on the perpetrator side of the wall and tell the story from there. And we were going to hear the atrocities being committed in the camp but not see them. But Glazer did not have a story to tell. I, he said, I knew that domestically there'd be something so interesting about nothing going on. The more mm-hmm. nothing it was, the better it was. Nonetheless, I needed something to propel on some level. Yeah, yeah he didn't want anything to be going yeah. in that movie. And I think that's, that's smart in the sense that we, like we also talked about this, there's no point of connection of empathy mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. Nazis by right. doing that. Because when exactly. you create a plot, you create desire for a character. And exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You, we have to, for us to, to want something, to, to continue watching the movie, to want something to happen for the character, we want to empathize with them. Right. We want them to achieve their goals. Mm-hmm. And if their goal is, you know... Build the the circular the whatever, fucking um, circular yeah. oven like, to kill Jews yeah. like even faster. That's yeah. that puts yeah. the audience in a problematic exactly. situation. Exactly, because I can think like this is, and we talked about this yesterday quickly yeah. or whatever Friday. That like this is the one movie I've seen like fully from the Nazi perspective. Perspective, but it's not even from like the perspective. It doesn't like make you pro Nazi. No. Yeah. it's just that everyone in the movie is a Nazi. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean. But that's not like it's not something. The movie's not trying to make you think that that's good like you know right um, yeah but they said glazer's direct approach was to stand back and look at their actions anthropologically and factually he and his polish cinematographer positioned up to 10 cameras inside and outside the house um they filmed the actors who included christian friedel her husband and sandra huller um in long unbroken takes to capture a reality rather than create drama often shooting several scenes at once which he dubbed Big Brother in the Nazi house. Oh. So, yeah. And you know you know the dog in the movie? Yeah. It's not Sandra Huller's dog. Oh. Her real dog. But she said oh. that, like, she was really stressed out. <laughs> and she probably shouldn't have. The dog was, like, oh. super stressed out. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, guys, but... Guys, the cinematographer, you mentioned Polish cinematographer. He was... Have you guys seen Cold War? No. No. Uh, he's um, Lucas Jal. He's the, the cinematographer for Cold War, which is, like, this beautiful black and white cinematography Polish film about the well, Cold, Cold War era, but like about this singer. Like, oh. look at this. It's so beautiful. That is pretty beautiful. But yeah, no, I mean, it's, um, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. That's so interesting that I didn't know that he just like put cameras. Yeah. And when I found that out, I was like, I knew something. I knew like I was missing something about this and that yeah. makes so much sense. Like he like, one, didn't give a fuck about a plot. Mm. And two, he filmed it like a documentary. Like, he didn't... There was no... And even look about the improvising, he was like, my first naive thought was as long as they stay, stay true to the script and I've got a translator stay next to me to give me a thumbs up, we'll be fine. But within an hour, they were improvising and I was encouraging them. We deviated from the script very quickly when we started 
quickly, period. Mm -hmm. When we started editing, I had to pick through it all with my editor and sound editor to see what I'd got. So it's not even like it was like, oh, we didn't get this. We have to get coverage of that. Da, 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 da. Right. Like, it was completely unconventional. Yeah. Like he didn't. He in the editing room, he had to figure out what what well, was that's there. The thing. It's like, almost like uh, it's it's not narrative. It's almost no. like an experimental film. Yeah. 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 And that made me like it more. And that made it make more sense to me. I was why I was yeah. like that. Because my mind, I'm like, I get the point, yeah. but I'm like, but nothing really happened, which is fine. Like, but it was also like, okay, so then what was the point? But like, yeah. then that made sense. Like, he mm -hmm. didn't want there to be a point. He just wanted a movie that was extremely uncomfortable because yeah. it is uncomfortable. Like, look at what you're watching. It's you're watching a family just live normally and beautifully and happily yeah. outside the walls of, of the biggest concentration camp in the hall. You know what I mean? Like that is uncomfortable yeah. and it's beautiful and it's, yeah. oh, they're, ha they're so happy and da, 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 whatever. Nothing's going on, but that's the yeah. point. Like you're just watching them live a normal, nothing going on life. And for, while, but like from a know? historical perspective, it was very well researched. Yeah, no, no, very, yeah, well, very well. Like, mm -hmm. and I, he spent, I think he spent 10, he spent 10 years making this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really, mm -hmm. it's, like, down to, like, all the details, yeah. like, it, there was so much that, in the, in the movie that I, um, that, like, we had learned in class mm -hmm. and stuff like that, it was really interesting, but, um, in terms of, like, plot, I think the, the most compelling part, if, if there even, if this even, like, counts as plot, yeah. was, uh, also, me and Michael, we were discussing this, when the, um, mother, of um oh Sandra the grandmother or the grandmother yeah yeah, yeah yeah comes because yeah well, like my interpretation of it was she comes and that night she wakes up and she sees all this like fucking fire mm -hmm. hears the screaming right and she's like how are y'all like <laughs> how can y'all like live here yeah. and like not not even that she's like against like jewish people suffering yeah. or like not even like Jewish people She's a Nazi and, like school, all the other yeah. all the others like who were suffering um she's still a Nazi but like I think that really kind of presented kind of the thesis of the film for yeah. me which was uh, like the they they just like have completely adapted to this lifestyle mm -hmm. and it's disturbing cha changed their brain chemistry to just block that out yeah or not even block that out or just accept exactly yeah. accept that as part of their life and then having an outsider come in and observe that she's like what the hell what the hell and it's kind yeah. of it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like the audience perspective but like yeah. also not because she's I'm like so i slow. lost the curtains i'm so slow the, i didn't even realize it was probably half in the movie that they were right next to Auschwitz. like i didn't know like i mm. i know nothing i really don't know a lot about the history right. of that era i just don't and like like i said i knew i had no idea what the movie's about like right. no clue like, well so for the for the audience no clue should i give a little yeah little spiel it, a spiel i mean it it follows rudolf huss who was a like real a, man a real man famous um you know, commander, co commander. I yeah, I forget yeah. what his like title was, but doesn't he, matter. Yeah. It was Nazi. <laughs> he ran. He ran Auschwitz, Birkenau, Auschwitz too, um, and so he was like very high command. There were other, and so basically, he's living in his little dream house next to Auschwitz. Um, and during the movie, he's like get transferred and then gets transferred back. That's like really what happens. Yeah, but like <laughs> that's, that's yeah, the that's, other that's, plot point. That's, 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 that's plot wise, point. though. Yeah. yeah, you just summed up like an hour and a half movie, yeah. like two sentences. Yeah. yeah, but um, so what I was also telling Michael was something interesting we learned in class was 
a lot of the a lot of the film follows or like observes um like the house mm-hmm. help the help the yeah. help the people mm-hmm. working in the house working outside cleaning the blood off the shoes all mm-hmm. that and um there's one scene where uh Huss is on the on the phone and right. then uh, like a girl woman, the maid maid is waiting for him like dressed up well, starts um, undressing. And starts oh, yeah. undressing. She, like, takes off her shoes, yeah. her boots. And so something interesting we learned in class was, like, a lot of the jobs at the concentration camps were, like, obviously not ideal. Even if, like, but ideally you got a job at the concentration camp because if you couldn't get a job. Dead. Dead. Um, but the most desirable jobs were working at, like, the big house because you would get food. Oh. Yeah. And you would get enough to, like, look pretty. You yeah. know what I mean? Terrible. And so, like, prostitution was, like... A thing. The best the best job, yeah. like, yeah. women could probably get, which is terrifying and horrible. Very, very similar to, like, slavery. Like, yeah. in, like colonial slavery of just, like... Exactly, mm-hmm. like, working in the big house. Working in the house yeah. versus... Yeah, yeah working the in the fields. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. It's, um... It's really interesting. Um, also, what I found interesting about the movie and which, like... Which, like, I, I was talking to Michael about this as well. Like, something that um, I found interesting when I visited Auschwitz and when I learned about all this stuff in class was the sheer scale and, like, um, impressive how impressive it was. Not in, like, a, yay, they killed people, but, like, impressive from, like, a technological... Like, yeah, engineering Engineering standpoint. standpoint. Yeah. Just the sheer scale of, like, killing that amount of people... And that what that took that efficiently yeah. and so they had scenes in the movie where engineers came to Huss's house to explain like the circular yeah. mm-hmm. um, just like we're cooling off this chamber at the yeah. same time reloading this chamber yeah. and then you can clear the ashes out of this chamber yeah so you can burn 24 7 and just like how like mundane they were about mm-hmm. that how like a blunt they were about talking about all that was also like very um yeah and that's striking to me yeah, that scene was like he was pitching the idea he yeah. was like it was like an engineer trying to pitch his invention yeah. and like to a mm-hmm. contractor it was like a sought after scientific prize to right. invent the most efficient killing machine possible yeah and then in the end when he finally accepts that design he's just like oh you should definitely patent this yeah like it's going to be a sought after invention like it's going to go down in history as, like, a really important thing. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And also something interesting, I don't know if, um, Naja, you knew this, but um, I think also this this adds to the mother point, like, when she comes, how, like, shocked she is, I think, by, like, the the screaming and the, the fires and mm-hmm. whatever, was that a lot of people, most people didn't know that they were killing everybody. Oh, they didn't? No, this was a decision that they took in January 1942. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, laughing. Shouldn't be laughing, but <laughs> it was called the Wannsee Conference, basically, which is when Hitler and his chancellors decided... That, his goons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Decided on the final solution. But originally that wasn't the plan, so a lot of people just didn't know that that's what they were doing. Oh. And so I think that also adds to kind of... It gives context to how she might have reacted ah. to, like, s- like 
you know, observing yeah. from afar yeah. the ashes and the, no. the burnings. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> really bad, yeah. yeah. There was one scene where, the, I think it was the mother, she was sprinkling ashes in her garden. Mm-hmm. That was... Oh, that as like as like well. compost yeah, sort of thing? Like yeah, fertilizer. Yeah. I'm like... That's 100% a human body that yeah. you're sprinkling around in your garden. Also, the river scene. Oh, my God. Where they go into the river. And there's and just teeth. Yeah. The teeth. Oh, the, the kid little kid, is, kid the playing kid is with playing the fucking with the, teeth. The gold teeth. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Or, like, um, getting deliveries of dresses and Yeah, bags. even the coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, which, which uh, article of clothing do you guys want? And, like, just casually discussing, like, Oh, remember that wo- Jewish woman I used to work for, and they sold all her things at the auction, and I lost the drapes. Or- like, darn it! Yeah. Oh, I loved those drapes. Yeah. Sucks about her dying though. Yeah. yeah, like where is she? And then probably Auschwitz. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, but Jonathan Glazer, like, he put his whole soul into this movie, like, and the production was short. It was like fifty-five days, but over like eighteen months. Like the winter and the and the mm. and the fall, and he was like, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> like, because of like how, because they filmed it. I think they didn't film it in the house, mm-hmm. but he went to the house and they rebuilt. You know, they made it very similar to the right. actual house, and they even had like archives people who worked in the house. Like it was very like historic. Like you mm. said, I don't know much about the history, but he researched a lot about it. Yeah, and but I think it was it was they filmed it like. Right next to Auschwitz. I think it was like only like 50, I don't know, 50 feet, 50, like 50 meters probably away from the original house. So it was very like. Yeah, no, I was on location. Like the scenery and I literally like the river, all that, the grass, like I literally like walked there. Like it was crazy. It was like, it was extremely uneasy. Like it was a lot for him to to film it there, but like it's what he had to do. And he was also like, oh, because he's like, I said, he can't speak German. Mm -hmm. He was like, if I made that movie, like I was not going to make that in English. Like it had to be in German. He was like, that it had to be in German by. German, like yeah. German fluent German speakers folks. who are German, like Natives. because they can they can emotionally get that across in ways yeah. that like other people can't. Yeah. But he cared he cared a lot about it and like reading all of that like no, it really shows. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would watch. He would call action. And he would watch the screens play out on a bank of monitors housed in a separate building. Like mm. he was not even in the house. Like wow. it was literally like no crew. I guess they just set up like mics and stuff. Um, huh. Yeah, he said, I let them go on with it, then go in, talk to whoever I need to talk to, adjust whatever I need to adjust, retreat, um, do the next. Like, it was very, like, improv, like, just live in the house. Like, there was a script, but it wasn't, you know. Um, and, he, he, and he tried to avoid drama. Like, he didn't want there to be, like, dramatic, like, mm. you know. Yeah things about it so after i read all of that because i read this whole ass article because i was locked in i bumped up the rating because i was yeah. like okay yeah. this makes this makes it like you know i enjoyed it but like this made this made me enjoy it more like appreciate yeah what he was trying to do much more you talking know? it out definitely like makes you appreciate it more and yeah. understand the point more because when lena and i first left the theater or when the f- film first ended i first like immediately turned to lena i was just like i don't get it yeah yeah like, like, <laughs> I, i'm missing something like yeah, there's definitely like yeah. one piece that i'm just missing yeah that's how i felt too but i'm just yeah. like i don't get it and then yeah. we talked about it for like 10 20 minutes and i was yeah. like this film is like good yeah it's yeah, really yeah. good and i mean like you said there was no drama like every world war ii film that you think of from the point of view of the nazis or from whatever yeah. perspective you see the nazis there's always that hatred mm-hmm. that's portrayed there's just like insurmountable rage yeah from the nazis 
But this was just a different perspective overall. It was just... It made everything feel so casual. Yeah, it was bland. <laughs> Which is horrid. Yeah, it, it was, was bland. Terrible. It was monotonous. Yeah. It wasn't, like, supposed to show the rage. It was supposed to show that, like, it was so normalized and desensitized mm-hmm. that your biggest problem was, oh, no, I might, might get transferred to a different concentration yeah. camp. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, darn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Lena also brought up another point when we left the movie of that that like towards the end of the movie that f- uh fast forward in time where you see yeah. the workers uh-huh. maintaining that was the, crazy yeah maintaining the museum yeah mm. and rather than like showing off the museum opening and you know tours being given and, and like the sort of people taking in the horror yeah. you show the workers in the beginning and just sort of how like that monotony continues yeah. Yeah. like these horrifying like the the glass um displays of With the all shoes and everything that and the shoes the shoes like when i went there it was crazy because they're like this is just what was left over like yeah. they tried to burn all the evidence of this yeah. when they knew that like they were losing yeah yeah and so the like the mountains of shoes that they have on display was just like a tiny fraction of like what they couldn't throw away what they yeah. couldn't burn yeah and having all these like horrifying displays and then just having like people like Cleaning the floors, like yeah, they, cleaning they're just the floors, so used to wiping it. down yeah. the glass, and just like not even acknowledging that they're working at uh, a museum yeah. that that shows off like one of the worst massacres in history. Yeah, yeah it continues that theme of kind of mm-hmm. um, feeling just desensitized. Desensitized, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I pulled up my um, my Nazi class notes Ooh. <laughs> um, just to because I was trying to remember what else we learned about Auschwitz-Birkenau um but yeah Yeah. so a lot of what was interesting also about this kind of desensitization is the way that people were just treated as you know just subjects Mm -hmm. uh things right objects and so so much of like the scientific and medical research that we use today like the science were based were like came from experiments that were during yeah. by Nazi yeah. doctors and Nazi scientists that we wouldn't be allowed like yeah. now. And so like a lot of like medical research now we owe to that time, yeah. which is horrifying. Well, I mean, not yeah. just the Holocaust and like the Nazis experimenting on the Jews, but also like the Japanese during World War II. Yes. From yeah. what I've heard. Uh-huh. Like true. they would just butcher people and like start playing around with their organs and it would be like insane like i read something or i heard something that the only reason we know uh, as much as we do about like frostbite mm-hmm. and, and like that sort yeah, of stuff hypothermia, hypothermia air pressure all that all that yeah. is just because yeah. like the japanese and the nazis were just experimenting on prisoners of war yeah 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 and um oh yeah i have a note also about which goes back to like kind of the contamination theme and the river and all that that there was like so much ash from the air from the burnings of like you know bodies that like jewish people in the camps but also i assume you know huss and the people living around there (laughs) people in the zone of interest were drinking like water with the ashes with people people in it with people in it which is horrifying and like that's why like they like clean everybody really well after they get out of the river it's like oh my god there's a skull like bitch you've been you've been like sipping that like 
ash water <laughs> ash, ash water, water for for months now like War, i'm sure so yeah terrible. yeah but i think in terms of like what jonathan glazer set out to do achieved that perfectly yep. yeah um Going in back. terms of my rating Mm-hmm. Four stars. Oh. Yeah, mine's four. <laughs> Mine was four. four. Because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, I appreciate this endeavor as like a a historical artifact, as a slice of life kind of representation of mm-hmm. like what it was for them. But as an audience member, if I'm reading it as a movie, it's not like I do want plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day, but I get, I totally get that. That's not like adding plot would have been. Question mark. Um, yeah. <laughs> detrimental to his point. Yeah. But yeah. Going yeah. back to the ash water, they had a garden. Like they they were growing yeah. like crops and stuff, and then they used fertilizers of the ash. Of the so ash. they were straight yeah. up just eating people. Yeah. That. Everything everything they uh, so much of the stuff that they used, like their house, I'm sure was built by um, you know, people in the concentration camps, mm-hmm. their clothes, all that. Yeah. yeah. All came from Yeah. He said that he sought out to remove the artifice and conventions of filmmaking that leads you down a road which didn't feel relevant here, which was screen psychology. Mm. The way mm. cinema fetishizes, glamorizes, empowers, in this context, none of those were appropriate. Oh, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Totally get so. that. And it's not trying to see, like, oh, he was um, abused by his parents as a child, and <laughs> now he's doing all these horrible things. Yeah, like, like no. <laughs> that's just so many, like, these kids just grew up in this knowing, learning this life where yeah. mm-hmm. um, this was normal. There was no reason for it yeah. for them. They just lived just, incredibly ordinary lives. Yeah. yeah. Like, incredibly, yeah. Like, the kid went off to Hitler summer camp, and, like, right before he left, he was like, yeah. Hell Hitler, and then, like... Yeah. Yeah. No. Horrible. But, um... Yeah, mine was three and a half, and then after I did my research, I bumped it to a four. Yeah, mmm. totally fair. Yeah. But, recommend... Yeah. It's not It's a, a theater movie. Yeah. I wouldn't movie. watch this on my laptop, because I'd turn it off. We were saying mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. We were like, I'd turn it, it would off. take me at least two days to get through yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, if it was at home. Especially, like, there was a point where I checked my, my watch, and I realized that the movie had, like, 40 minutes left and I was like oh there's not gonna be a plot because we're an hour and 10 minutes in and nothing yeah. has happened it's like yeah. Jean Dielman yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so if if I was watching it at home and knew I, nothing was gonna happen I'm turning it off yeah, yeah. I like took out my phone and I like, was checking the time and I was like oh fuck yeah. it's only like it also is very beautiful oh yeah. it's incredibly yeah. good looking like it's nice it's pretty um but it is yeah. pretty but yeah, not a movie to watch if you're looking for a sound is also important. So theater helps with oh, that. Mm-hmm. We didn't even discuss the like the experimental like night footage. Oh, of the uh-huh. Apple oh, girl. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I actually I just was reading about that. I don't know much about it, but I think similar, not really plot much going on. But that was meant to show a lot of like the the young children and like women who were working with like the underground like resistance groups and how right. they'd have to go and like fetch for shit all mm. it does so generally stuff like that um it confused me a bit at times because i didn't know what was like r- not real but like what was like what was going connected on? to the family or not yeah but yeah. i don't think that was important it was just you know another aspect of like showing another historically accurate you yeah, know i guess I mean, on the same vein like there were people around Auschwitz and that same property who were like secretive and hiding and trying to like yeah there was you know. a, a an uprising in October 1944 in Auschwitz um, where 650 people escaped oh, wow which is crazy yeah. 450 people hunted down and killed but oh oh um 
But I think this movie was set in 43. Oh, uh, let me see what he me. said about it. Probably like uh, before time. Yeah. He yeah. said... Like, the 43 was right when they, like... When Auschwitz had already become, like, killing camp, but what 43 was the year where it, like, fully became, like, that's what it was known for. Like, yeah. like full production of, oh, like... Yeah. Especially when they started losing, they were just like, fuck everything. Yeah. Like, we're going to put exactly. all of our resources yeah. into just killing. Oh, yeah. here's what he said. He said, um... This girl is playing a woman, Alexandra, who I met when she was 90 years old. Holy when shit. I started going to Auschwitz, and I started thinking about this film. Obviously, everything you're dealing with is pitch black. The horrors of it are all very oppressive even to think about. And there were many times during the evolution of this project that I felt I couldn't continue with it because it was nothing but darkness. Um, I, I, Yeah, I think it's just like a representative. Um, after a scene in which Rudolph reads hands or whatever... Um, we cut to a completely different look at the film, a thermal photography sequence of a young girl acting in street in the night. Initially, we wonder whether it's a dream or part of the story. Gradually, as the format shifts to standard color photography, we realize she's not only real, but an essential component. Yeah, I think she was just more of like another um, representation yeah. of like... Yeah. Part of the history. Yeah. yeah. Like, all this is going on. The slice of life also includes yeah. the people trying to combat it, I yeah. guess. Yeah, but I feel like it just highlights such overlooked parts of the history mm, because right. whenever you learn about world war ii and the holocaust you just learn about like the sheer scale of it you don't learn about the small intricate things like i didn't even know things like the zone of interest existed mm. i just assumed like yeah i just assumed like oh you go into work and your work is auschwitz you don't live on site. yeah like that's <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah and it's wild. like literally 24 7 like the guy wakes up at like 3 a.m to see his kid is still up and yeah. you can still hear fires yeah. burning. You can still mm-hmm. hear guards shooting at people yeah, resisting. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Um, an interesting and horrifying fact about the killings, actually, is that um, most people who died in concentration camps didn't die because of, like, gases and, like, gassing and, like, the organized killing. Um, most were killed by being shot on the street oh. or shootings in the... Um, really camps yeah i thought it was exposure that like the conditions were so bad it was like cramped and like disease spread like crazy in the camps yeah but i mean a lot of it um a lot of it was that but majority of um people who died during this era was like on the streets shootings yeah that's crazy even before concentration camps before the killing which just you know so many people were killed in the gas, yeah. the gas streams and things. So that just tells you, like, yeah. how many more about the scale, which is it's it's really it's hard. Just, to you can't imagine. even think about, yeah, yeah. To, yeah, to grasp mentally what that. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, depressing, but very much so. <laughs> good movie. Good movie. <laughs> good movie. Um, was that the? It's t- is it technically an American film? Yeah. Well, actually. Mm. Let's see what Google H- has to um, say. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like yes. It was nominated at Golden Globes for foreign language film. Foreign language, but the language... Okay. I don't know what it's considered because it was a co-production between the US, the UK, and Poland. Yeah. Um, so I don't know <laughs> what that means. I assume it would be... Since it's Jonathan Glazer, it would be called... He's American. American. He's an American yeah. man. Yeah. Either way, I think they're the lines are blurring anyway. Because I yeah. hope I do hope that Anatomy of a Fall gets a 
best pick nom. Oh yeah, same. Oh god, I'll be because so mad if it doesn't. If not, I'll be so mad. So in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so Taste of Things, you should watch. It is I, really good. Yeah. It is really good. Sandra Holler, um, evil in this movie. Mm-hmm. Really evil. Good at that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what I have Her to best say. scene was definitely the one kind of drama point where she's like, I forget exactly what it was. It's kind of when they're arguing when he finds out he's going to get moved. Oh, like, and she's when she like, goes what about our life? What about my garden? I was like, there yeah. she is. There she is. <laughs> exactly, the yeah. There she that is. Was that was yeah, her. that was her. Yeah. Her ass hair. Ugh, I know. The, like, the six little buns on the top of her head. I don't know what was going on there. Not serious. Um, <laughs> Not serious. Yeah. All right. Well, should we end with our recommendations? Um, we have, yeah, at the end of our podcast this is something we've started doing is we recommend a piece of media it can oh. be like a song show mm. movie um book even like maybe like restaurant something um mm. for the masses for the peoples for that the they might not know wow. yeah yeah um i have i need to look something up <laughs> i guess immediately comes to mind because of zone of interest another movie uh grave of the fireflies Grave hmm. of the Fireflies. I haven't heard of that. Oh, you haven't heard? Oh, it's another Ghibli film. Oh, oh. so good. It's like, I think, one of their first films. It oh. highlights the uh, Japanese side of it. And because Hayao Miyazaki, the guy who's like sort of in charge of Studio Ghibli, yeah. he grew up off of like World War II Japan. Oh, yeah. Right. So he understands the horrors of like war and also yeah. like a lot of his films are influenced by the atomic bombs. Oh, yeah. And Gra- Grave of the Fireflies is basically about uh, Japan during, before, and after the atomic bombs. Ah, Such okay. a good movie. Like, I think out of all the Ghibli movies, it's the ones that, that one is the one that would most likely make you cry. Ah. That's no that re- that just reminded me of I I really want to watch that actually because that sounds very much up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the plane back from um, back from Heathrow, um, <laughs> I I had downloaded this movie a while ago because someone recommended it to me, but I never watched it. And all the movies on the plane were shitty. I watched my Big Fat Greek Wedding three, and it was oh so bad. Um, but it was fun. It was a fun experience. But I I had this movie called Your Name. I don't oh, know if you've so seen good. It, which you're talking about, you know, an animated film, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese that has you know these echoes of World War Two of the atomic bombs. Your Name. I think when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is such like an atomic bomb. I Hiroshima really? Nagasaki metaphor. You don't think so? I didn't think so. I mean, I didn't really see it as that. Cause I mean, I th- I don't think the movie is about that. Mm-hmm. But I think the, like the basically the movie is about. Not I'm not going to like spoil it, but mm-hmm. it's it follows two people who like switch bodies. Yeah. And at some point in the movie, there's a plot about a comet that's going to hit one of the towns yeah. where um, one of them lives. Yeah, and they, like, fall in love, and they're trying yeah. to meet before the comet hits. And it's, like, because those perspectives constantly switch. So it's, yeah. like, the guy is in his own body for one day, and then he's in the girl's body, and, like, vice versa, yeah. and they switch back and forth. And they have, like, conversations with each other through, like, a notebook. No, it's, it's a really cute movie. It's I so think 
very queer in the sense that it bends time and okay. body and switching is also queer. There. Bends time? It bends time. It bends time. That's a little bit of a spoiler. No? I, I wouldn't say so. Okay. I, I, I'm not saying how it bends time. I'm just oh, saying okay. time is not straight. They're in queer time. Queer time. Queer time. Queer time. Um, and it does have some echoes of... I can uh, see the like right. atomic bombing now. Yeah. Like the, the comic could definitely just be an atomic bomb. Exactly. Yeah. I think I it, it has echoes of that. Which is and it's a beautiful movie. Like oh yeah, it's like gorgeous, stunning. Like I think it's best, most visually appealing like animated movie I've ever seen. I saw it in theaters when it came out. It was so good. Oh, oh my! I goodness. would kill to see it in theaters. No, it was so I good. Saw it with my ex, oh. Mich- Michelle. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Not Michelle. Like 2015. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Michelle, no, Michelle. you had an ex Michelle. in 2015. Is crazy. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know if it was 2015. I'm, my timeline like could be wrong. <laughs> nah. Husha. Okay, Nadja. Yeah, what's your recommendation? I would recommend seeing all of the strangers, and I also recommend oh, Drive-In Park. We can't even talk about all the strangers. Drive-In, don't, <laughs> don't even. Play it. I would also recommend Drive-In Park. Reading Instagram and TikTok off your phone. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. I love I doom scrolling. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I don't know, I feel like I've had, I've been struggling recently with, like, finding new music to listen to, mm. so I don't really... Everyone get bop drop. Bop okay, drop. Okay, Sarah <laughs> just said everyone get bop, bop drop. drop. So maybe I'll tap into that and I'll feel better about myself. <laughs> the fuck yeah. is bop drop? I don't know what that is. It's like Twitter for music. It's like Twitter for music. Awesome. Mm. Okay, well, Black Swan next week. Black Swan next week with a very special guest. <laughs> um... Ooh. Who could be coming to talk about the gay ballerina movie? Mm. Who could that possibly be? I wonder be? which gay ballerina I know. <laughs> Ballet's so gay. So queer-coded. Mm-hmm. Ballet's so Ballet? queer-coded, yeah. I feel like it's not. Isn't Is it? It's, it's very, like, traditional. It can be queer-coded, I think. Men in ballet? That's true. Men in ballet queer-coded That's as so fuck. queer-coded. Like, why are you wearing those leggings? Yeah. Why are you wearing those leggings? <laughs> <laughs> those tights. Mm. Yeah, not the mm. anyway. My fault. <laughs> um, empty your pockets. Exactly. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.